You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 24th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy with you here on a Tuesday, a slowing down Tuesday. But we're going to get to plenty as our player evaluations continue now that we're wrapping up the season and heading quickly into the draft. That's May 15th, I believe, is the NBA draft lottery. Already got it marked on my calendar. ESPN released their draft lottery machine. I played it a few times. Didn't win. That's what happens when you play the lottery. Uh, But uh, I did get the date down, 8 o'clock, May 15th. We'll have our live show, as we usually do, on NBA draft lottery day uh, when it comes up in about a month. But on today's episode, um, we're going to talk about the point guards. Um, you know, I've talked, uh, I've done Shelvin Mack, I did Alfred Payton on the website, so we'll talk about the point guards uh, and a little bit more about what they added to the team, what they didn't add to the team, uh, and, and what the Magic need to get from that position moving forward. It's obviously a, a major position of need for this team. But before we dive into all that, I want to remind everyone, if you have not done so already, be sure to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are going on. You may not know that because you, you follow the Magic, and, and the Magic don't know what the playoffs are. But I assure you, there is good basketball out there. And there is plenty still to talk about in the NBA. I definitely got plenty of my predictions wrong. I severely underestimated the New Orleans Pelicans, for sure. But if you want the latest, if you want the most insightful analysis of the NBA playoffs, of every NBA team, the Locked On NBA Podcast Network is where you should go. Definitely follow your favorite teams, your favorite teams in the playoffs. Follow the league in general at Locked On NBA. There's a Locked On podcast for every single NBA team doing doing the same insightful analysis that I've given to the Magic every single day of the week. Definitely be sure to check that out. There are some great podcasts out there coming up, of course, on Tuesday. The Sixers and the Heat play their Game 5 as do, I believe it's, uh, I don't even know what the schedule is, um, game, game, a couple of game, a couple of game uh, fives coming up here on Tuesday. The Sixers playing the Heat, of course, and then the Spurs playing the Warriors, two, uh, two games, uh, two elimination games. So definitely check out those Locked On podcasts. And on top of that, also, Buck Celtics game five as well, a 2-2 series there in Boston. So definitely check out those Locked On podcasts. But we're here today to talk about the Orlando Magic and talk about the point guard situation. Undoubtedly, this is a major position of need. One of the big questions that I feel, and my mailbag is open, so feel free to shoot me any questions. I'll have details on that later on in the show. Um, But one of the big questions that I get regarding the draft is, shouldn't the Magic just take a point guard? Shouldn't the Magic, if they can't get Luka Doncic at the top of the draft, shouldn't the Magic just take Trey Young no matter where they are? No doubt. Point guard is a major position of need, and it's because of the, the two guys that kind of man the spot were solid, but hardly reliable. And, and the place to start is with DJ Augustin, who I named as the fourth quarter MVP, the best player, for the most important player for the Magic over the final 20 or so games, which no one would have suspected. And honestly, it was mostly because DJ Augustin was a rock. He was just there all the time. I, I would have gone with Jonathan Simmons, if you didn't play, you know, if you only if he didn't play less less than ten games, would have gone with Evan Fournier if he didn't get hurt. DJ Augustin was there the entire time, and over the final twenty plus games, was pretty solid. Sixteen point four points per game on, uh, 
Um, sorry, that was that was Aaron Gordon's uh, over the final 20 games. Um, DJ Augustin in his final 21 games averaged 13.2 points per game, 49.2% from the floor, 43.2% from beyond the arc, five assists per game. Um, yeah, that yeah, that that beats that that mark that uh, Shelvin Mack had um, for the season um, on that tweet that uh, got a lot of reaction online. Um, but DJ Augustin, for for all his flaws, for all his faults, was just solid, and 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 that's I think one of the big takeaways from the Magic's point guard situation toward the end of the season. It wasn't ideal. By any stretch of the imagination, I wouldn't call it good, but they did the job, for lack of a better term. Right? Well, they, they they filled in admirably, and DJ Augustin is a perfect representation of this. Augustin was solid all year long. You could count on him to make an open three pointer. Had had a really nice season overall as a three point shooter. You could count on him to initiate the offense, get the get the team into their sets. You could count on him to attack the basket when the opportunity came around. The things that Augustin did, you, you didn't necessarily notice, but you look up at the box score and say, "Oh, DJ DJ Augustin had a great game." I don't I don't know how many times when I was sitting down doing the grades post and I was picking out four players to grade, when I'd be looking at it and it's like, I really can't say much about Augustin's game other than he had a good game because he wasn't the one I was paying attention to. He's kind of enhancement talent in that way. And Augustin's had an up and down career. There's there's no getting around that. He's been uh he's he's barely strung together two good seasons. This was his first time playing for the same team for two entire seasons since he was with the Charlotte Bobcats back early in his career. And so the Magic got plenty from DJ Augustin. Probably got more than they could have hoped for. But like so much else with this team, it wasn't enough. It wasn't everything the Magic needed from the position. In this league, the point guard position has become king. It has become the most important position on the floor in many ways. It's a guy who not only initiates the offense, but creates the havoc that tears defenses apart. It's quarterback, it's distributor, it's scorer, it's driver. And Augustin was a a steady hand. The Magic were certainly better with Augustin in at point guard. But that doesn't mean he's your point guard of the future. No doubt, he is not a strong defender. I don't think anyone's going to confuse him for for that. No doubt, he still isn't consistent offensively as an attacker. He he initiates the offense, but he doesn't drive the offense. And while his shooting was probably a little bit more valuable than what Alfred Payton could give you, the record with Augustin as the starter isn't much better. How much of that is the injuries around him and how much of that is Augustin's own flaws? Who knows? And, you know, I, I ran into this... I think we ran into this trouble a little bit when uh, when I was analyzing Nikola Vucevic, who I'll talk about on tomorrow's show. Um, just because we're pointing out all these flaws and saying he isn't quite what the team needs at that position, 
that doesn't mean that Augustin didn't have a bad season. Augustin had a great season. Essentially, I felt like the Magic signed Shelvin Mack to push DJ Augustin at the backup point guard's position just in case Augustin didn't work out a second year. And instead, Augustin became the clear-cut best point guard on the roster, even when Alfred Payton was there for, for a little bit. he Augustin pushed himself to become a starter. He earned every bit of recognition and compliment that I can give him today. But that doesn't make him the point guard of the future. That doesn't make the position any clearer. And I think everyone knows that Augustin is probably best as the backup point guard, not as the starter. You put him in a lineup next to Jonathan Simmons, uh, another guy who can be a little bit more of a driver and engine for an offense, looking to score off his drives, can dish a little bit. Where Augustin can spread the floor with his three-point shooting ability off the ball. That's probably more Augustin's ideal role, and that's tough to do as a starter. Then again, him being able to be off the ball helped a lot of other Magic players as well because he could help space the floor. But again, that's tough when there aren't any natural drivers on the court with him. Like so much with this Magic team, there are a lot of bad fits. Augustin had a really good season. He was really good. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, not noticing him means he didn't make a lot of mistakes, which you could rely on him to do. He wasn't going to make mistakes. He was going to be solid, but he wasn't going to make an impact. And increasingly in this league, you need your point guard to make that discernible impact. And that's where the Magic are right now at the point guard position. Needing someone to take that next step. Not someone to just hold the ship steady, but lift the team up another level. And that's honestly one of the reasons why the Magic moved on from Alfred Payton. So let's talk about Alfred Payton. Let's talk about where he left the Orlando Magic this year. Obviously, the Magic made the decision to trade Alfred Payton in February at the trade deadline, getting only a second-round pick for him. And to a lot of people, that was not a good return. This is a guy that the Magic gave up a lot for to take with the 10th overall pick in the 2014 NBA draft. Of course, that's not the way you can think of him anymore. The draft is a futures game. The trade deadline is a present game. And the present for Alfred Payton is, after four years as a starter, how much do you pay him? It's the same question we're asking with Aaron Gordon, but I think the Aaron Gordon question is a little more defined. You know what he can be. You know what his floor is. With Alfred Payton, the question still remains with him, does he actually make your team better? Does he help your team win? And that increasingly has become a tougher and tougher question to answer. With the, with the Orlando Magic, Alfred Payton put up career numbers. Let's, let's make this perfectly clear, too. He was having a career season. 13 points per game. 6.3 assists per game. 54.7% effective field goal percentage. 37.3% from beyond the arc. 52% from the floor. He seemed to, 
continue that strong play that he ended the 2017 season with. He was getting into the lane, scoring around the basket, dishing the ball. He was putting up numbers. That's what Alfred Payton has done throughout his entire career, and you could rely on him to put up those numbers. His shot selection was strong. Payton, I've always been amazed by this, this part of Alfred Payton. When teams duck under him, leave him alone, dare him to shoot. But he is so good, especially when he's on the run, at taking that space you give him to create passing lanes for others, to create lanes to the basket to finish. And he was so good at taking that space. You almost wanted him to dominate the ball a little bit more. If he maybe spread the ball, if he maybe had four shooters around him instead of the mishmash that the Magic had, maybe things would have been a little bit more clear for him and a little bit more successful. However, I think we saw with his time in Phoenix that that really wasn't the case. While Phoenix, probably not as talented of a roster as the Magic, they did end up with the worst record in the league. It felt like more of the same. He would have big games. He would put up big numbers. But inevitably, they would come in losses. And after three years as a starter, almost four full seasons as the Magic's starting point guard, results start to matter. Even on a team like Orlando. And because of his poor shooting, because of his defensive liability that no one seemed able to solve, it made sense to move on. There are still people that disagree with that, and and think, and I, I and I, I can understand that. Alfred Payton is a very gifted player, and he was again having a career season this year. Really consistent, stepping up on offense. But the defensive part remained such an Achilles heel, killing the Magic on that end of the floor. It seemed like everything he gave you, he would take away on the defensive end, if not a little bit more. At the very point of attack, the defense had an incredible weakness. If Alfred Payton remained on the roster, though, he was by far the best point guard on the team, even with all those shortcomings, even with how well DJ Augustin was playing. By far the best player, best point guard on the team. Because he was just such a gifted passer. He would pass people open. He was great in transition. Probably the best point guard the Magic had in transition. But none of that mattered. Because he didn't seem to be able to elevate his team. When things go wrong, you need a team leader. You need your leaders to step up and control the pace and and get everyone in the right spot. And it just didn't seem like Peyton, to me at least, had that leadership ability in him. Even after four years on the roster. He wasn't the one to hold everyone around him accountable. And that's really what the Magic needed as the season fell apart this year. And fair or not fair, I think you have to look to the point guard to do that. Especially a guy who's been in the league for a while, who's been with all these players, who should have that trust established. Who should take ownership of this team. Winning matters. Doing the little things and learning how to do those little things to win is what always escaped the magic. And I do think it started with Peyton. Peyton was not a good defender by any stretch of the imagination. 
should he should have been. And it's been year after year after year. It, it really wasn't a huge coincidence that the Magic played better and the Magic won more games when DJ Augustin was the starter and Alfred Payton was out. Sometimes that consistency and that stability mattered a lot more than the playmaking from Alfred Payton. We can argue till the cows come home whether the Magic should have gotten more for Alfred Payton. The bottom line is, the market said that's what he was worth. The deals that were available to the Magic said that was the deal. And you had to take it or you didn't. And so, Orlando got something for Alfred Payton. But indeed, they also lost something. They lost some stability at point guard. They lost what they could have thought of as their future at the position. And now that position is completely open. The final guy to review on the on our tour of the point guards is Shelvin Mack, another guy like DJ Augustin who was just very, very solid. I, I, I don't think there is another way to describe it. He wasn't good. Or he was good, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't fantastic. No one's confusing him for a starter. But he was just solid all around. His counting statistics won't reveal that, of course, because that's not what he did. He averaged 6.9 points per game, shooting 34.5% from the floor, 43, or 34.5% from beyond the arc, 43% from the floor, 3.9 assists per game. As Orlando Magic, Twi- as the Orlando Magic's Twitter account pointed out, among the players that finished the season with the team, that led the team in assists. Yep, that was a... Uh... Not the smartest. I, I know the guys that run that run that account. Not the smartest tweet from the Magic Brass. DJ Augustin, for the record, finished the year with uh, 3.8 assists. So just a tenth of an assist behind Shelvin Mack. But again, what Mack did and what Mack was brought in to do went beyond the statistics. He was, again, I felt like he was brought in to, to push DJ Augustin as the backup point guard. I felt like he was brought in as kind of a stabilizing force, just a solid veteran. He, he, he doesn't do too much. He, uh, even at Butler, he was always a, a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. He was solid defensively. Could play the two on occasion, and the Magic did use him at the two. Would hit an open shot if you left him open and just make the right play. Nothing flashy with Shelvin Mack. And that's what he provided. And toward the end of the season especially... He really found a nice groove. It, he admitted it took him a while to get used to the role that, that Vogel wanted him to play. It took him a while to get used to playing off the ball a little bit more as the shooting guard. But pairing him with DJ Augustin proved to be a really effective lineup for the Magic. The two played really well off each other. Now again, that's not ideal. Neither are great defenders. They're both undersized for their positions. But the Magic were searching for anything that would work. And that certainly did. And I, there's really not much to say about Shelvin Mack. Like, that, this, I think this is the beauty of what he was. He was just solid. That's, that's really the, the adjective I would use to describe him. Someone said, 
you know, if you're really talking about Shelvin Mack being your rock, you got problems. Yeah, no duh. But every team needs a veteran that, that just comes off the bench and, 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 and just kind of does their job. And that was Shelvin Mack. And you have to appreciate that, I think. You have to recognize it, that Mack did kind of what he was just told to do, what he was meant to do in this, in this league and with this team. Don't make mistakes. Take advantage of opportunities. Kind of stay out of the way. Again, when you look at the three point guards for the Magic, they all individually had great seasons. I'm I'm being completely real about this. Alfred Payton had a career season with the Magic. DJ Augustin had a great bounce back season, and Shelvin Mack had a great year. But clearly, none of those three players are the quote-unquote point guard of the future. Very clearly, none of those three players are guys the team wants to rely on moving forward. They are not the guys to stick with. Not They are not the guys that you build your team around. And it's not that the Magic need to find that guy immediately. It's not that the Magic need to have that in the bank now. But eventually, you do need to find it. Or you need a placeholder until you find it. And unfortunately, I think what's also clear about this season is that Augustin is not that placeholder. And certainly Mack is not either. They're solid. They're consistent. They'll hold the boat steady. But not at a high enough level. Especially on the defensive end. And that's part of what's holding the magic back. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll continue our player evaluations throughout the week coming up uh, as we uh, get to the as we finish our season recap, and then we'll start turning to the draft. Should be hopefully getting some some coaching rumors soon, as well as as I think Jeff Weltman and John Hammond are back in town. So we'll see what happens on that front as well. But we'll keep you updated here on Locked on Magic. You can of course follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. You can find them on LockedOnSports.com as well as on iTunes by searching Locked On and the team you're looking for or Locked On NBA. Great podcast, great daily podcast now as well there. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd and for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including an update, on Orlando Magic television ratings. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. As I mentioned before, the Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is open. So feel free to send me your Orlando Magic questions about the offseason or anything. In fact, um, you can do that on Twitter at omagicdaily. You can do that as well by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. Best way to contact me and to contact the show as well. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Wright. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.